Hey there, and welcome back to the Mini Weekend. My name is Jack. Let's crack a beer and get the ball rolling. Wow, I'm so glad this week's um, cracking a beer went a lot better than the last two weeks. Um, needless to say, what am I drinking tonight? Well, um, before I get into that, a couple days ago, I, I asked for some of your guys' feedback on Instagram uh, for our Just Here for the Beer segment uh, for some recommendations and, and things like that. And Man, um, you guys are awesome. I got so many awesome responses about what you guys like to drink, um, things I should try out, uh, along with so many rec Minnesota recommendations as well. Uh, so first and foremost, thank you for all of you uh, for interacting with that. Um, I really genuinely do appreciate it. Um, like I've mentioned before, um, you know, I obviously love talking about sports and beer and that kind of stuff, but I love having these interactions and I really like doing this stuff, you know, for you guys. So if there's something that you guys like to want to see, please let me know. Um, but yeah, like I said, getting back to it, I, you know, I, I love having interactions like with you guys. Um, and I value all of your take good or bad. So please, uh, let me know. So, uh, without further ado, Joey ac actually recommended something from prize brewer brewing that's P R Y E S. And I'm really glad he did because I was actually there a couple weeks ago with my brother and my cousin, uh, getting a couple brews, um, and after I went there, I was like, gosh, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever done this place before. I don't think I've ever been here before. I definitely want to try something out here on the podcast. Um, and I'm glad he reminded me. So tonight I went with the Course Correct from Prize uh, Brewery. It is a Citra Pale Ale. And I have to say, I know I've said this recently, this might be one of my, if not my favorite beer I've had on here. That's not an IPA. Not to say that IPAs aren't the best or anything like that. Um, I just, obviously, you guys have that, that have been listening for a while, you know I kind of prefer IPAs. Um, but I really like this. It's, I know some of the times I, I, I talk on here about expecting more of a citra taste or more of, you know, a little, uh, you know, whatever they're branding it as or less of that. And... I have to say this is one of those ones as of recently that I really haven't had a very, oh, I think this is going to be very citrusy or, oh, I don't think it's going to be citrusy at all. And I like it. There's actually a really cool, I didn't realize this until right now, a really cool part on the back of their um, can for this. Um, and it's like one of those archetype things where there's pineapple, tropical, citrus, resinous, bitter, and floral. Um, and it goes up and down from the center to show you how much there is. And it's actually, it looks like there's just as much pineapple, if not more than citrus taste. And quite frankly, that kind of surprises me. I'm not getting a ton of pineapple sense from it. Um, between all, what's that? Three of them, bitter is the farthest down and rightfully so it does not taste bitter at all. Um, it's about 5.1 APB. Um, it's a point. <laughs> Um, and it is actually for not being an IPA, it is, um, kind of hoppy too. So a little bit, um, about prize. It's actually, um, right off the river, um, in that kind of, uh, North, kind of that North loop area, excuse me. It's actually right off of West river road um in minneapolis um like i said i was there a couple weeks ago it was at night and i'm not gonna lie to you i it was it was a really cool um place they have a really um cool bar area right when you walk into your left and then there's uh it's seen uh and then there's some tables right there and then kind of as you go into it it kind of widens up and gets a little bigger and then there's even stairs that go upstairs in a cool balcony area um, but I was walking up to it and they actually have a sweet, um, kind of patio outside area. So this is definitely a place that you're going to want to hit up, uh, once it gets nice out, um, just a lot more space and a lot more accessible. And I mean, when you're in Minnesota at a brewery, especially right next to the Mississippi river, what more do you want than, you know, great, great views and, um, great views and um to be able to be outside to see this kind of stuff so 
definitely go check them out. Um, you know, like I keep saying, you know, give us more recommendations if there's other beers from there that you do want us to um, uh, try, have at it. Um, I do also want to give a shout out to their, oh my gosh, I don't have it in front of me. Um, they have a, it's like a Guinness or like a Stout Nitro beer. And man, for those that don't necessarily like dark beers or um, thick beers, you would actually really like this because with it being a nitro beer, it's very smooth and very open. And my gosh, I I had two of them. They were very low I or APB, um, and they were just delightful. I I thought they were just I thought they were just awesome, quite frankly. So. Um, yeah, so Prize, uh, Brewing, like I mentioned, um, they are open Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Thursdays, uh, Fridays and Saturdays, 11 a.m. to midnight, and then Sundays, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And, um, crap, sorry, I just had to pull up. Then you can also find them on social media too. They are on Facebook and Instagram. So definitely go and give them some love. Um, as for um, the Tommy Town this week, uh, those that follow the Instagram page, um, quite frankly, not a lot to report on as, um, as both men and women basketball teams and women's hockey have all been wrapped up now. Um, the men's hockey team is actually gearing up this weekend for a best of three uh, series um, in the first round of the CCHA um, playoffs. Um, our hockey team went 330 and one overall, 332 and one in WCC or sorry CCHA play. Finished off regular season on the road. Last week at Bemidji State, losing 5-3 and 4-3. Um, the last one in overtime. Um, and like I said, needless to say, uh, the Tommies were now set to face the number one um, seeded Minnesota State um, Mankato in the first round of the CCHA playoffs in Mankato. The best of three series will start tomorrow night at 7.07, Saturday at 6.07, and then if necessary, Sunday at 5.07. Minnesota State is 4-0 on the season against the Tommies, winning 9-0, 5-0, 5-1, and 7-1. So it's definitely going to be um, a long shot for us to come over there. But hey, I think crazier things um, have happened. Uh, a little bit more on the team. We closed out the 2021 portion of the schedule with a 4-3 overtime loss um, to the number 15 ranked Michigan Tech uh, Huskies. Um, yeah, um, it says St. Thomas's, uh, games, uh, are air live on AM 1500 scored North with Sam Ekstrom on play by play. And then they can also be accessed for a fee or a subscription on flow hockey. Um, so we have that going on for you guys. Um, and one of the last things I actually do want to bring up here, um, obviously great time of the year for a lot of you that know March Madness is slowly, um, approaching here. Um, so needless to say, most, uh, division one, uh, conference, uh, tournaments are either starting up or just about to start up. So with that, I know I, uh, shouted it out last week, but for those that are interested that play, um, like to fill out brackets, the mini weekend, um, uh, we have a group on ESPN, um, that if you join, you can make up to eight brackets. And if you win, in the bracket, or if you win getting the most points, you get most points, you get like one point for each team, and then as you get them clo closer to the championship game, you get more points per team. So if you finish first and get the most points, you will be, um, uh, we will reach out to you and ask if you want uh, a, a mini weekend sticker, mini weekend t-shirt, or mini weekend hat, free of charge, obviously, and then obviously if, um, 
Mr. Minnie or the wife Mrs. Minnie uh, wins, uh, whoever comes in second place, because obviously um, we have our own merch, so we definitely want to um, get the first prize winner. So it's really easy for those that are wondering, uh, sorry, I know I was just kind of rambling there. For those that are interested, if you go on ESPN.com, the first thing you're going to need to do is create an account if you don't already have one. After you do that, hover over where it says fantasy on the upper right of the ticker. A click on men's tournament challenge. And then once that uh, loads up, you're going to see right now, you're going to see three options from uh, left to right. You're going to see create an entry, create a group or join a group. You're going to want to click join a group. And then if you scroll down, Actually, I, oh, yeah, if you scroll down, you can search groups. I think we're the only one. So if you put mini, M-I-N-N-Y, and then space, W-E-E-K-E-N-D, it should be the one and only one that comes up. The group name is actually titled Mini Weekend Fans, exclamation point. You're going to want to click on that. And then to actually get in it, um, you're going to see... Um, it's kind of like a hazy kind of blue green color. Um, you can either click a button that says join group or leave group, click on join group, and then you will be in there. Unfortunately, right now you still can't, um, excuse me. Um, you can't make brackets yet because obviously we, nobody knows who, um, is going to be in it. It's actually worth nine days. Uh, 19 hours and about three or four minutes away from those teams being selected and then you can fill out uh, that um, For those that Already do these like crazy. Yes ESPN allows you to make up to 25 this group We're just trying to minimize it a little bit. So it's not super crazy. I don't know how many people we're gonna get this year uh, Just trying it out and hope to do more of these uh, things going forward, but up to eight and yeah try to uh try to guess um as uh as much as you can and then uh go from there and win some win some free merch who doesn't like free stuff so definitely check that out um and then definitely stay peeled um on the on instagram as we will be posting a lot more that we're in season for men's baseball and women's softball Men's baseball has started off a little slowly, like we mentioned. Uh, they're two and six on the year after dropping all four games at Florida International University. Um, this last weekend, they had one of their University of Richmond games canceled, and they beat Sacred Heart University twice. Um, lost their second game, University of Richmond, three to two in extra innings, and then got absolutely destroyed against the uh minnesota golden gophers who saw that coming <laughs> um but on a serious note um coming up for the team they will be going this upcoming weekend tomorrow saturday and sunday for a three-game series with uh creighton university um wednesday the 9th they'll be at iowa and um that will round out uh the week until we are on next as Excuse me. As for the volleyball team, um, after their first two wins uh, at the DePaul Dome, they've gone on an eight-game losing streak. So they finished off that DePaul Dome, like we mentioned a couple weeks ago, two and three. Um, they de they just got off um, their Mar Mardi Gras Mambo, um, played Louisiana Tech University of Louisiana, who is actually ranked number 20. Nichols. Northwestern State University and Southeastern Louisiana U U University, sorry, losing all five games, but they hope to pick it up starting tomorrow as they will be in Columbia, Missouri for the Mizzou Classic. They will be taking on Bradley University uh, to kick things off tomorrow at 1 p.m. And then right after that at 4, they'll be playing the University of Mi Missouri. Saturday, they'll play University of Missouri again at 1230 um with playing bradley once again saturday at 3 p.m and then they'll be wrapping up the mizzou classic playing bradley 
on um, Sunday at 10 a.m. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for those and um, go on to TommySports.com um, to watch or listen to them or get um, update stats. So um, that concludes this week's um, Tommy Town. So um, we are going to get right into our... Uh, sorry, I don't know why I just had a brain freeze right there. Our local business shout-out. So this week's shout-out actually goes out to... It's called A-Side Public House. Um, A-Side Public House is a really cool um, place. They advertise themselves as... Oh my gosh, I missed it. Um, they're, it it's really cool. You're not going to believe this, guys. It, they advertise it as a um, a kitchen, a brew pub, and a coffee bar. It's actually um, it used to be an old uh, it used to be an old firehouse that they turned into this place. It's super cool. Um, right off of uh, where is that? Right off of Randolph, and a block or two in from what's that? Um, Oh my gosh, why can't I, what, I, I can't think of this road, uh, 7th Street, um, so West 7th area, so super cool, you de you guys definitely gotta go check them out, um, we'll just get right into it, their hours, for those that are interested, I know I have a handful of people listening, um, to the podcast religiously, um, kind of over in that St. Paul area, Monday through Thursday, so it's open 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., Fridays and Saturdays, 7.30 to 10, and then Sundays, 8 a.m., to 9 p.m. So they kind of market themselves as a little bit of everything. If you're looking for, you know, like I said, coffee and, you know, brunch and stuff like that, they definitely have that. If you're looking for bar food, they got it. If you're looking for something a little more swanky, they they got that too. Um, you got to check out their website, guys. It's called asidepublichouse.com. Like I mentioned, they got a breakfast, lunch, dinner, drink menu, and kids menu. Um, they rent out their place. Uh, I was looking at some pictures uh, before, right before we got on here, and oh my word, guys, um, they um, you can you can rent it out for stuff like that, um, for events and things of that nature. And uh, needless to say, just super super cool. So definitely got to go check them out um, and give them give them some of our business. I definitely want to get there myself. For those that are interested, Ben, our guest that was on um, last week, actually told me about this place. So, yes, shout out. Um, sorry about that. Shout out to um, A Side, excuse me, um, Public House. Go check them out. For those that are interested, um, they're also located on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so rather than going straight from the local business shout out to our professional beloved professional sports tonight, um, first and foremost, um, we want to you know this is called the mini weekend. We love um, promoting anything Minnesota, and in Minnesota, um, for high school sports, uh, as far as those are concerned, um, the High school hockey tournaments are a big deal here. So, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up tonight is the boys' tournaments are taking full shape um, these last couple days. Um, first and foremost, want to give a shout out. Um, this last weekend, the girls' tourney took place. So, want to give a huge, huge shout out to, um, excuse me, E. Dinah for winning the class 2A, or no. I am, oh, sorry, uh, Edina, uh, congratulations to them on their third place finish over Gentry Academy, beating them three to nothing, and then in class, um, single A, Orono, dispatch of South St. Paul for third place as well, but an even, even bigger congratulations to Warroad on their six to one victory over Proctor Hermantown for the class single A championship, um, but the big kahuna um, Andover dispatched of Minnetonka 5-4 in the Class 2AA, or as a lot of people like to call it, the big um, 
uh, the big schools. Um, and so, yeah, congratulations to all the teams that um, took place. Uh, likewise, uh, like everybody in Minnesota knows, it's obviously a huge accomplishment just to make it to the state tournament. Uh, but to be one of those four teams, I just... Yeah, or eight teams. To be one of those eight teams in both classes to finish first, second, third, or fourth, uh, a, even a bigger accomplishment. So congratulations to all of them. Uh, but before we get into the guys' tournaments, we want to give an even bigger shout-out to Edina Hornets' uh, Vivian Jungles on being named the 2022 Miss Hockey. Um, the senior played on two... Cl um, Two class 2A championship teams and at a career 177 points. Excuse me, which is the most by a Hornets defenseman in history. So a huge, um, uh, a huge congratulation, congratulations to her. Um, it said, um, she thought about, um, she's actually going to the Gophers and I didn't realize this until we were getting on here. That her high school career almost ended even sooner. Jungles considered accelerating her education, graduating early, and joining the Gophers. Ultimately, staying um, culminated with being named the 27th Miss Hockey Award. Um, Jungles leaves, like I mentioned, the Hornets, a two-time state champion, and the program's career leader in assists by all skaters, 124, and points by a defenseman, 177. So, Congratulations, uh, Vivian. I uh, can't wait to see you um, lace them up for the Gophers. And we wish you, um, from the mini weekend here, uh, the best of luck going forward. So with that, we get into the boys' uh, tournaments. So for Class Single A, we got New Prague representing um, Section 1A. Um, Minneapolis is representing um, Section 2A. Mankato East Loyola is representing section three single A. Uh, five single A is rep being represented by Monticello, St. Cloud Cathedral, three to two. Um, and then games that happened tonight um, for single A, we got, excuse me, we got, um, sorry, Warroad. Um, from 8A, beating Thief River Falls 4-2-1. And then 6A, Alexandria beat Fergus Falls 4-2. Um, so congratulations to all eight of, or seven of those teams. Um, both teams are waiting for the winners of Section 4 AA and 4 Single A tomorrow night. Fun fact, um, that's just how it always is. And then for the bigger schools, we got... Um, Lakeville South dispatched of Lakeville North tonight to take the one double A crown. Um, last night in two double A, um, led by Mr. Hockey, um, candidate Prior Lake beat Chaska seven to four. A uh, fun fact: if either of those teams would have won to go to state, it would have been. Each of their first times ever making it to state. So congratulations to both of them. Um, Prior Lake beat... I'm pretty sure Prior Lake beat Eden Prairie, who was a number one seed. And Chaska beat Minnetonka, who was a number two seed. Which, that is no easy feat. Eden Prairie and Minnetonka are usually in the state tournament. And they usually always do very well. So congratulations to both teams. Even bigger congratulations to um, Prior Lake. And then uh, three double A Creighton Durham Hall, excuse me, beat Eastview tonight by a score of three to nothing. Um, five double A was concluded last night. Um, or no, sorry, five double A was um, taken care of tonight. Maple Grove dispatched of Rogers four to two. Um, 6AA Edina blanked Benil St. Margaret's last night for 2 nothing, And then uh, 8 double or 7AA was, sorry, I'm all over the place. I apologize. I don't know why. 7AA was decided tonight. Andover beat Grand Rapids 3-1. to one. And then um, just last night, 8AA 
uh, Moorhead took care of Outriver Zimmerman 8-4. to four. So, like I said, congratulations to all those teams. Um, they're patiently awaiting um, the four single-A and the four double-A games um, tomorrow night at... Both of them will be played at 7 p.m. at the Roseville Ice Arena. Monomedi will be taking on Chisago Lakes for the four single-A crown. And then in the big um, the big school, uh, Division 4, double-A, Hill-Murray will be taking on White Bear Lake uh, to go to state. Um, both of those games will be very important. I believe Hill-Murray is number two in the state in class double-A, and Monomedi is like three, four, or five in the state in single-A. So both of those, uh, they'll have, yeah, they're fourth. Both of those will be will have huge uh, effects on um, where seedings would be. Um, obviously, um, with both Hermantown and Warroad going, Monomida would be the third seed. Um, but the only team that's made it ahead of Hill is Creighton, so they'd obviously be be a very high seed as well. So congratulations to those teams and. Um, we can't wait to see what uh, happens this year at the state tournament. So very quickly before we get into, like I mentioned, our beloved Minnesota professional sports, um, we're going to bring back uh, this week our sports fact day of the year um, because I read the one for today and holy shit, it blew my mind. So on this date in... Um, 1920, the Montreal Canadiens set a still-standing NHL record for most goals in a single game with a 16-3 thrashing of the Quebec, Quebec Bulldogs in Quebec City. The Canadiens scored four times in the first period, seven in the second, and five in the third. The goals are collected by Newsy Londi. He had four. Harry Cameron had four. Odie Cleghorn, Diddler Petrie had three apiece. And Amos Arbor had two. Goaltender for the Quebec Bulldogs, Frank Brophy, gave up all 16 scores. Um, holy crap. I remember um, a while, I mean... Not a while back, but I mean, you know, as a kid, you know, loving sports like hockey and stuff like that, you look up, sorry, you look up uh, silly stats and records and things like that. And I remember the record for the most goals in a single game was up there in the double digits. I, I had no idea. It was freaking 16. It, it makes sense. It was a long time ago. For those that are interested, you should look up uh, hockey games. From way back in the day, holy crap. Um, no wonder some of these guys scored as much as they did. Um, anyways, getting into our beloved um, professional sports. So for us baseball fans, we're still unfortunately waiting for the MLB and the MLBPA to agree on a new uh, CBA. Um what was it? Um, there was a New York-based meeting uh, within this last week that lasted about 90 minutes, sources said, and they covered the core issues that led the MLB to cancel the first week of the regular games on Tuesday. Yes, you heard that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, you heard that correctly with the owners and players unable to agree on a collective bargaining agreement to replace the previous deal that expired this last December. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred canceled the first two series for each teams for each of the 30 teams, cutting the club schedules from 162 likely to 156 at most. A total of 91 games were erased. Now, this was not said um, from any of these sources, um, but I heard something very interesting. Um, it, um, it was actually, I saw a, 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 a woman made a TikTok 
Um, and I saw it a couple days ago and she had a very interesting take on this. She's been researching this and kind of staying up on this. She's a huge, uh, baseball fan, but, um, she said with the, with the, um, sorry, what, once again, blank stare, I'm not sure what's happening. Sorry about that. But with the MLB notoriously starting in April, she said, regardless of where you are, whether you're in Texas, you know, SoCal, Florida, you're south as that, or as or you're as north as Minnesota, you know, the Northeast, Seattle, it's still relatively cold for those games. So one, you're not getting a lot of fans out to the games, and two, she brought up an interesting point that. A lot of these owners and a lot of front office people typically will lose money in April with the lack of revenue they're bringing in from their clubs um, compiled with how much money they're having to pay their players, which truthfully is, is part of what they're going after. So she didn't say, oh, you know, this and that, and, you know, they said this, they didn't say this, but she essentially alluded to these owners aren't super concerned with losing games in April because one, you know, until something gets done and, you know, they, you know, games started to get played, they don't have to pay anybody. But like I said, she essentially alluded to the fact that, um, you know, in the owner's eyes, they're looking at this as, hey, the sooner we can get this season started towards May, you know, you know, the better we're ultimately going to do. Now, going forward, there's nothing much they can do that because they're not going to say, oh, let's start it, you know, every single time in May. Um, but very, very interesting point. So that's, truthfully, after I heard that, part of me was like, well, okay, that's why the uh, the owners aren't super uh, quick to get something done. But uh, that's neither here nor there. So, yeah, like I said, um, um. Yeah, we're we're still kind of up in the air with what's um, going to be um, happening. Apparently, um, there was supposed to be another meeting um, coming up within the next couple of days, but we'll um, we'll see because honestly, it's sounding like whenever this does get resolved, um, everybody involved is probably going to be leaning towards um, doing a something of a spring training or getting ready for the season before just jumping right into regular season games. So um, with that, until we have more information, that is all I have on the Minnesota Twins. As for the Wild, once again, for those um, that are following on Instagram. Yes, the Wild finally broke that um very tough to watch uh four game losing streak and honestly if you look at their schedule it 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 felt more like a seven game losing streak or six game losing streak even though we won, you know, against the Oilers in the midst of that, but man, for the better part of the last couple weeks we have not looked very, very good. Um, for those that are wondering, I had a couple friends reach out to me um, at the end of two nights ago game and before tonight's game um, and everything like that. The four-game losing streak, it didn't have a whole lot of cause for concern for me. Simply just from the fact that, like I said at the beginning of the season, like, although we didn't look great, um, you know, hockey, whether you want to admit it or not, like, is streaky. Like, very rarely are you going to just win fucking 20 to 30 games in a row. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, now, the really good teams do a great job. You look at Colorado, they do a very good job of rebounding. You know, they don't lose... Um, many games other than like maybe one or two games in a row. Um, so like I said, my, I, I don't have a lot of cause for concern doing that. I did though. My cause for concern level was probably about 50% just 
simply from the aspect that part of me was like, crap, like we look tired. Um, I mean, you look at our schedule here. Crap. You look at our um, uh, schedule going forward and with how many games, you know, some of them were our fault. Some of them aren't. But for those games that we had to get rescheduled, we have, I mean, just in the month of March, we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 games. So, yeah, we got 14 games from now until um, the end of, from March 4th until March 31st. So, we're playing, I mean, 4th, 6th, 8th, 10th, 11th, 13th, 16th, you know, 19th. So, I mean, we're, we're not getting a ton of rest here. So, when I looked at these last couple games, I thought to myself, well, on one hand... We look lack, you know, luster. We don't look like we're getting a lot going offensively, which very much concerned me. Um, but the part that didn't concern me was the fact that, like I said, you know, teams lose games. And we'd had a four, three or four game losing streak earlier in the year, which was mainly in part because we were without guys. We were hit by COVID. We had some injuries and that kind of stuff. So it was a little different. But... I actually had, very similarly, I had some people reach out to me after the end of this game before we got on here. Um, I told my wife the same thing. I waited to do the podcast tonight for you guys um, to let you know if there was more cons for concern for a five-game losing streak or if we beat the streak. Um, do I think that things are back to normal? Absolutely not. Uh, do I still think there's cause for concern? A little bit. Um for those that didn't watch the game, we were playing catch-up the entire game. Um, we came back from 0-1, to 1-2, 3-2, and 4-3 deficits. Um, in fact, we did, I mean, so with that, we didn't have a lead until we scored um, our fifth goal, which ended up being, uh, you know, a 5-4 to four game. Um, but... Um, yeah, of course. I mean, you look at a game like that, there were a lot of things we did good at. The The number one thing that stood out to me was we progressively got better. I think back to the Toronto games, the two games against Calgary, um, and the thumping we took from, um, who is the team? Um, Ottawa. I mean, I guess it wasn't a thumping. It felt worse than that, though. Um, it didn't look like we were really getting much better. And we're a team that... We typically don't do great in the first period, but we come out guns a-blazing, and we're usually doing very good in the second period. And, you know, now, thankfully, we're we're out of um, we're out of uh, Canada for a while um, because we went up there, you know, to play Edmonton, Ottawa, Toronto, Calgary, and then Calgary came here. Um, you know, so in that stretch, we didn't do great. Um, but... Um, yeah, I think, you know, we progressively got better as the game went on. I think if you look at um, the Philadelphia game, we had a lot of those typical goals where it would have been pretty easy for Talbot to save had he done, you know, played it just a little bit differently. But they were also goals that had our defensemen been just that much more aware. It's like, you know, it just wouldn't have happened, which also begs the question, it's like, what, what are defensemen doing, like, in the third period, they looked great. They had their heads on a swivel. I mean, we we gave up, I think... Let me pull up my stats here. We gave up, in this game, uh, we gave up three power plays, and they scored on two of them. So that was a that was another huge thing looking at me, going looking at these last two weeks of games um, that, uh, that we gave up. Um, every single game we played, except for at Toronto... We gave up at least one, at least one power play goal. Um, and on the flip side of things, we haven't scored a power play goal since our game at Edmonton. And we scored two against Florida. So since we were last on for an episode with just myself, we went three for 22 on the power play, which is an atrocious 13.6%. And then on the flip side, it was awful too we went 14 for 22 on the penalty kill 
which was um, a shade over 63.5%. So, um, obviously, that is not the only reason we won on this, but, I mean, you look at, you know, Florida, we gave up one penalty, uh, one goal. So that's not, you know, going to be a huge thing in a 2-3 to three loss. Um, in Ottawa, we lost 3-4. to four. We gave up a penalty. Uh, we gave up a power play goal. That could have, you know, changed the course of the game. Um, at Calgary, when we lost 3-7, to seven, we gave up 2. That could have made it a different game. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, even these last two games, I know we won tonight. You know, you give up 2 goals and uh, you make it 4-3. That's completely different and even I mean you know so there there are a lot of moving parts here um there are a lot of things that um still need to get better but hey I'm you know I looked at the schedule and I look at you know Philadelphia and at Philadelphia we got um Buffalo who's not doing great we got Dallas who's not doing great New York is doing well Detroit's okay so we have a little bit of stretch here that of games that should kind of help us get our bearings going, get the, get the ball rolling back again, um, you know, and hopefully look forward to that. So I know I want to do a better job of doing this for you guys every single week, regardless of if someone's on, who's on and stuff like that. So because we didn't do it last week, we did a, a wild player of the past two weeks. Um, and once again, you know, when I started doing this, um, I think I started doing this last season. I just did, wasn't great about it. But when I did it, I said, you know, it's not all just dependent on stats. But when I look at the stats, there's one person that was leaps and bounds the best player as far as that was concerned. And he scored three goals these last, um, what's that? Uh, three goals these last six games, including six assists and a game-winning goal. Um, Kevin Fiala. Um, is the player of the week for week 19-20. I just think as poor as we've been playing lately, I mean, you know, we played better tonight. Kevin Viola is awesome. I think calling up Matt Boldy and having Boldy play with him has been a godsend. You think back to when um, things are turning around for him, and that is, I mean, that's essentially when it happened. Um, so... Um, I think all things are going great for him. I mean, excuse me, I look up and down this roster, and once again, I mean, what we have going for us is still, um, you know, working. We have, uh, in these last six games, we had 14 players uh, score at least once um, with 22 goals. And then we had, what's that, 16 players register at least one point. You know, so, um, and I think that's, for me anyways, I can't speak for other people. I think that's one of the most frustrating parts um, for myself watching some of these games and seeing us not playing very well. It's like, how can 12 players be collectively playing this bad? Um, you know, it's frustrating. And sometimes, you know, going through these series, it's like, or these, you know, stretches where, you know, you lose a couple games. Sometimes it's frustrating because you see the fourth line working their tails off the most. And they're maybe not the most talented and the most gifted. But it's like, they deserve more ice time than the Kirill's, the, you know, the Zuccarello's, the Fiala's and stuff like that. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's frustrating all around. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, we got things going. Um, hopefully, like I said, we can turn things around. We got a quick turnaround tomorrow. Uh, it is against a struggling Buffalo team. So we'll be in Buffalo tomorrow night at 6 p.m. And then Sunday uh, the 6th, we'll be hosting the Dallas Stars at 3 p.m. Uh, Tuesday, March 8th, um, we will be hosting the New York Rangers. Um, and then Thursday, March 10th, the, ne the night of the next podcast, um, with a first-time guest uh we'll be at the trite who knows maybe we'll be watching that game as we uh podcast and be given a little bit of um insight on the game as we watch who knows who knows what uh what's uh what the next week is going to bring us so that is what i have for the wild this week as for 
the Timberwolves, it has almost been um, the complete opposite. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, Jack, it's, you know, we're only coming out of, you know, All-Star Week or weekend was, you know, what, you know, a week, week and a half ago. It was, but I, I'm not kidding. Um, going three and one, we, we played some very good teams. We played Memphis, who John Morant is a beast. We beat them coming out of the um, break. We played Philadelphia uh, when James Harden's first game. We beat we beat a surging Cleveland um, Cavaliers team, and we beat a Golden State team that um, had Steph Curry drop thirty five or thirty seven points that night, which is absurd. Um, and it's awesome to see. I mean, you go back even to. Um, the 13th, and we've won five of our last seven games, which for this team is huge. We're currently five games over um, 500, and by the next time we're on, could be even more. Um, once again, you know, similar. The one thing in, in similar parity that the Wolves have with the Wild is they got a relatively easy stretch coming up here, too. They, um, they're going to Oklahoma City tomorrow at 7 p.m. Uh, Saturday, the quick turnaround, they come home and they host the Portland Trailblazers at 7 p.m. Monday, the 7th, uh, Trailblazers, 7 p.m. And then Wednesday, March 9th, uh, Oklahoma City at 7 a.m. So by the time we come on next, th this team could very well be on a what's that, a six-game winning streak. Um, they still have to go out and win those games. Um, and then after that, they, you know, they go to Orlando, to Miami, which will be a tough game, San Antonio. I mean, so once again, this team controls its own destiny. Going down the stretch, we got to play some difficult teams. You know, we got to play the Den, we got to play Denver again. We got to play Chicago. Uh, Boston's playing well. Dallas twice, Phoenix once, Milwaukee once. Um, but there's some, there's a chance for them here to grab, you know, nine of, nine of, you know, 12 or 13 games so it'd be huge to see them take advantage of that um oh shit um i'm sure some people saw this in our some of the instagram posts To the most impressive thing about um these wins they beat um they beat this memphis team you know they lost to philadelphia they beat cleveland with a struggling anthony edwards but they beat the golden state warriors without anthony edwards imagine like that's what just blows my mind about this team. There's just so much chemistry. We got so many trustworthy guys that can do it all and 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 they know their roles. You look at Jared Vanderbilt, he's, you know, he's a big rebounding guy. He's a big big. Anthony Edwards is huge when he's out there, but um D'Angelo Russell has shown that he is a huge big time th uh third option for the team. Um Towns is obviously a stud. Um, you got guys like Jordan McLaughlin that can um, knock down uh, the three ball. Um, Malik Beasley, um, you know, Tareen Prince. Uh, who else am I missing? Um, Pat Beverly, obviously, you know, everything starts with him. Um, Jade McDaniels. It's just, it's awesome to, this, to see this team kind of come to light and hopefully, you know, like... You know, like Puppy said, hopefully, you know, in a month, a little over a month from now, we'll be watching playoff basketball and hockey from the Wolves and um, Wild. But um, we're going to keep our fingers crossed until that happens. Um, so lastly, we're going to wrap up with the Vikings. Uh, not a whole lot of news on this front. Um you know, I know the focus right now is a lot on the draft, and rightfully so. Um, but I have an opinion on our team going forward that I need to kind of swallow my humble pie a little bit against. Um, but before I do that. So. I think going forward, um, I would love to move on from Kirk Cousins. 
Everybody knows I'm not his biggest fan. But I have come to grips with I am fine. I do not want to extend him. I am of the mindset this is your last year. Play as if this is your last year and show us what you can do. Because there have been some in, there's been some information that's come to light that has essentially alluded to Mike Zimmer not being fully invested in Kirk Cousins, not liking him, um, things of that nature. So it makes sense for why he would perform the way he does. I will be the first to admit, if if Kirk Cousins can become the quarterback. I want him to be, and I've been talking about him being this year under a guy like Kevin O'Connell. If that happens, I will gladly say I was wrong about the whole Kirk Cousins situation. Extend the man. Now, do I think he deserves 40 effing million dollars a year? Hell no. Um, the well, I, I was about to say wild. The Vikings need to be smarter about their money. We got guys we got to pay like Daniel Hunter, um, you know, Delvin Cook, you know, guys like that coming up, Harrison Smith, when they need to be. Um, but for me, the fact of the matter is it seems like Zimmer and Kirk weren't always on the same page, which is frustrating. But um, also lets me know that, hey, this wasn't all on Kirk. And for those that know me, no, that is a big deal for me to say. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I had on here for the Vikings. I am super excited to see, you know, it's still, um, you know, a month and a half away. Um, I've been uh, staying up on looking up possible free agents for us, possibly going after guys like uh, Akeem Hicks, um, Names like that. So um, super excited to kind of see what um, transpires here over the next couple weeks. Um, obviously still waiting to see what happens with Russell Wilson. Still waiting to happen to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, I think it goes without saying if he leaves Green Bay, the NFC North is ours to lose. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, usually about two months from now or when schedules start coming out. And at that point, we'll, you know, be doing a little more diving into that. But um, for now, I'm going to leave you guys with, um, remember, this podcast is about you guys, the listeners. If you have a topic you want me to address or a question you want me to answer, please reach out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or by emailing us. Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram handles are at miniweekend, and email is miniweekend at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-N-Y-W-E-E-K-E-N-D at gmail.com. And be sure to let us know if you'd like to stay anonymous with your questions as well. Also, find us and follow us on Instagram and Twitter where there are future giveaways that you can, and you can stay up to date on all things Mini Weekend. Lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button to get notified of the new episode as soon as it comes out. Until next time, Mini.